grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Well, community, it's finally happened. We finally had tiaras. We've only waited two years, Michelle. <laughs> I think this has like been one of the highlights of Rachel's life this week. It's been amazing. <laughs> I was on tenterhooks all day yesterday. Come on, bring out the tiaras. I want the jewels. So stay tuned, Royal Community. We'll be talking all about the state visit from the South African president in the Royal News. We've got a lot coming up. If you would like to support the podcast, you can over on Ko-fi is four pounds or six, round about six bucks. And you can help us to keep on the air. And if you like what we do here, then why not show your appreciation by buying Rachel and I a coffee? You can also head on over to Keep It Up With The Windsors pod over on Instagram and Keep It Up With The Windsors over on YouTube. Today, we have got a massive roundup for you because we didn't have any rounds up for the last what, week or two, right, Rach? No, it's kind of like little dribs and drabs, wasn't it? But we've actually had some um, bigger news stories this week. So we can't wait to share those with you. Last week, Royal Community, we asked you, you know, to get involved. This is what this podcast is all about, having you involved. It's not just about me and Michelle. We'd love to hear from you. And we've had a few of you get in touch over on our Instagram. And we've had a brilliant voice note from Susanna, Duchess of Confessions over on Instagram. She has a royal account. And this is in regards to last week's episode and William supporting the England football team, but being Prince of Wales. So this is what she has to say. Regarding Prince William's, like Prince of Wales title and his connection to the Wales, or, you know, it was seemed to be in the case, almost kind of forgetting it or treating it a bit like Cambridge title, where it's more just an honour or something to call him. Whereas obviously the Prince of Wales title means a lot more. But William and Catherine, I think they could do with maybe being a bit more connected to Wales or a bit, a bit more diplomatic with how they approach Wales, certainly when it does conflict with England. I don't feel like the nationalist element as much as some people do, quite rightfully, in all due respect. But I do think that the British royals should maybe do a bit more to actually bring the nations together or certainly be maybe a bit more tactful because it's something that uh, like a lot of Westminster politicians blunder with and part of the reason why the royals are so effective is their ability to unite but the thing is like although the death of the queen might have come as a shock she was what 96 and Prince William he was born Prince William of Wales I believe one of his first engagements Charles and Diana took him on St David's Day to hand out like the daffodils although like he did an engagement in Wales and that was one of his first like proper public appearances as like a, a royal on duty so you know the connection it should have always been there I think it would be a good idea for Catherine to get involved with the football for Wales maybe like wearing some Welsh designers or making it clear that like certain materials may be sourced from Wales maybe kind of taking the children to like appropriate Welsh engagements there's plenty that they can do anyway that's probably longer than I expected but thank you for listening and good luck with the podcast I mean, she's made some really great points there, Rach. I love that Susanna has brought up the difference between a Duke and Duchess title versus a title as the Prince and Princess of Wales. It is a whole country that they are representing, not just a small county in England or Scotland or Ireland. So there is a massive difference there. What did you think of her points? 
Yeah, again, I, I think it's all valid and it's been interesting because I think sometimes people who are over on our Instagram, for example, they don't necessarily listen to the podcast. So they're only hearing a clip of what we've said, of what we've posted. And some people are like, oh, well, it, he's only just come into the role. And it's like, well, we're not attacking William. Calm down. <laughs> like, if you listen to the podcast, you know how much we love William. We absolutely yeah. love him. And it's nothing to do with him as a person. It's yeah. just, you know, these titles, they're bestowed upon them. It's not like they have to work for them or anything. Mm-hmm. There is always this um, this cultural divide, isn't there? Like we've said before, between Wales and England and even Scotland and Northern Ireland. And you know what's really interesting about what you just said, Rach, is we had a one out of five star review on Apple Podcasts this week because of our very thing about Prince William. And it's exactly what you just said. So I'll read it out first and then we'll have a little discussion about it. So Oz Jojo said, honestly, having to listen to the whining about Prince William not being able to speak Welsh and how dare he and Catherine not live in Wales with their new titles. Not sure what planet these two are on. Listen to one episode and that was enough. Don't need negative Nellies. World is negative enough. And the title of this is They Lost Me. Royalists? That is their opinion. I completely, you know, I'm I'm with them if that's what they believe in. However, anyone who's listened to our podcast knows that we love, absolutely love the Prince and Princess of Wales. But this has been one of those contentious conversations that needed to happen. Unfortunately, this person listened to it and thought that's what the podcast was about. Yeah. You know, the whole entirety of it. So I'm so sorry if you were a new listener last week and we just had a little gripe. But that's the one thing I love about this podcast. We are not sycophantic about the royal family. If we have something to say, we will say it. So although we've lost a listener, and I'm really sorry that we have, I'm not going to be rainbows and unicorns by the royal family because there are some things that really irk me so I'm just going to say it and that's why we love listening to what you have to say as well we did have somebody else actually Rach somebody on Instagram who's Welsh is that right yeah so we had Georgina and she said I'm Welsh and I genuinely don't care who he supports in the football he's grown up supporting England and I think it's right that he's given a nod to the Wales team but I'm not sure anyone is really that bothered I do totally get the broader history, in brackets, history graduate who studied a lot of Welsh history. But I think, like a lot of things, the small Welsh nationalist group are making this seem like a bigger deal than it is to most Welsh people. Michael Sheen is also helping to give it a lot more attention than it would normally get as well. I think they're very valid points. Yeah. I still hold my points from last week. However, I do understand the Welsh nationalist point, which I think I did mention as well. I I just love the fact that we have all these different opinions and they're all valid. They're all equally as important as each other, aren't they? Yeah. Who are we to say who's right and who's wrong? Everyone's going to have their own opinions. And, you know, unfortunately, that one person, they listen to that one episode. And like you said, we lost them. But if they do something we don't agree with, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And also as well, we will hold them to account. We held Prince Andrew to account. We've held Harry and Meghan to account. If there's something that I believe that they, you know, from my own personal opinion, by the way, and being Welsh as well, it has such a connection to me that I'm not going to be inauthentic just to please somebody, just as I think other people wouldn't with their opinions. But I'm so glad that they were able just to find us and then, you know, (laughs) 
onwards and upwards as so we so say Royal Committee we love you all thank you so much for being here and listening if you want to balance out that 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 one star by giving us a five star please feel free we love the five stars so if you'd love to get involved in next week's episode let us know what you thought about the state visit this week like I say we'll be talking about that in a minute please let us know over on Instagram. You can leave us a voice note or you can leave us a message and say that you'd like it to be read out in the podcast. And maybe you'll be starring in the, we need like a little section for this, don't we? Like the Royal Community Star of the Week. Star of the Week. <laughs> it's like the, the Royal Community Confessions. Maybe that's what we should call it. <laughs> Let's move on. Should we rate? Should we rate for the Royal Rounder? Let's do it. Okay, we saw the king today visit St. Bartholomew Hospital. Now, Rach, deep breath in and out. It's to celebrate their 900th birthday. What? 900th birthday! The hospital will be undergoing a three-year restoration by Bart's Heritage. I think it's going to take about three years to do. And Charles cut a cake. Very, very! Very, very! Oh, I forgot very, very! We haven't said it for so long. So let's do it again then, Rach. He cut a cake. Very, very! And he also marvelled at the job ahead for the restoration team. I really enjoyed this. Afterwards, the King headed to the Honourable Society of Grey's Inn in central London. And the society supports and educates barristers. Now, Charles was appointed Royal Bencher in 1975. And whilst he was there, he met teachers and pupils from the New City Junior School, which is based in the grounds of the society. Now, I've got to tell you two things that happened. He met all these little children and the little girl was like, I woke up at 6.30 this morning. <laughs> Do you want to just love like children come out? Oh, that's just a strange yeah. thing. As the king was greeting people, there was a guy with a corgi and uh, the corgi started kind of like barking at the cameraman and the king goes, go get his feet. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because it was just like off the cuff. Oh. I just loved it. It was brilliant. I need to watch this because I haven't caught up on this engagement yet. So it's really interesting to hear your take on it. Yeah, definitely. The lady who made the cake for St. Bartholomew Hospital, you could tell she was really proud and she did a great oh. job. And I didn't know whether Charles was going to have like a really bad cake cutting moments, but he actually... He did it with pride he was he was loving it oh and he didn't he didn't have some really weird looking sword like queen elizabeth did that time <laughs> i know exactly no she she actually said i've only got this knife <laughs> so <laughs> love it let's move on to the queen consort she held a reception at buckingham palace for the queen's commonwealth essay now this competition is the world's oldest international writing competition for schools what i loved about the reception for the queen's commonwealth essay is Camilla did a speech and in it she mentioned the Queen but she didn't say the Queen she said my mother-in-law it was oh. one of the first times I've heard her say mother-in-law it was so heartfelt that's so sweet and also we're recording this on Wednesday and tomorrow show oh, I can't believe I'm even saying this sure, what? Royal Community do you remember all those hundreds and thousands of Paddington Bears that were left in tribute to Her Majesty the Queen well they're getting new homes they're getting new homes with Bernardo's Children's Charity. But number four, they have a teddy bear picnic with the Queen Consort. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me marmalade sandwiches. Well, they put some pictures out and there was a chair, a table. There was a Paddington on the side. And next to the marmalade sandwich, there was a picture of the Queen and Prince Philip. And I literally literally commented, I was like... 
not the marmalade sandwich next to the picture of the queen <laughs> we cannot take it oh it's i love serious. it it's only been two months i'm still not over it And also last week on Saturday, the Queen Consort attended Ascot's November Racing Weekend with Ebony Horse Club. And if you don't know Royal Community, we've spoken before about Ebony, haven't we, Shell? Lots of times. It's such an amazing charity. It really is. So she's chatted with the riders about their experiences and they were invited to the Royal Box. Very snazzy. Oh, I love it. To watch the racing. (laughs) Uh, The charity is based in Brixton and Camilla has been connected with it since 2008. Last week, we mentioned the councillors of state. Now, it has been spoken about in the House of Commons, but we haven't really had like a... Um, not like a definite decision, is there being made yet? No, not yet. I know we mentioned last week that we were going to tell you this week, but we haven't heard anything. So in next week's episode, I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about that. Let's move on, Rach. The Royal Hobnob was in the Falklands Islands. I can't believe I was so excited. So if you're new to the podcast, the Royal Hobnob is the Princess Royal. She was in the Falklands Islands on a six-day trip with her husband, Sir Timothy Lawrence, and laid a wreath at the 1982 Liberation Memorial in Port Stanley to mark the 40th anniversary since the end of the Falkland War. There was a Tribali moment, Rach. Tribali! <laughs> and with the Falkland Cubs, planted a tree for the Queen's Green Canopy in the 1982 Memorial Woods. And get ready, Rach, she unveiled a plaque. Look at them all today. I love it. She unveiled a plaque to Mark Stanley being given city status as part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebrations. There's been so much more from Princess Royal. If you want to know more, head to the Royal Family Twitter account and find out more about the Princess Royal. Go on. Woo. So let's move on to the Prince of Wales. He visited Arya Coningsby in his role as Honorary Air Commandant. And he met staff and their families, learned all about upcoming tech, and he visited the base's new boxing club. Now, Shell, there was um, some cute moments with some toddlers and... William's been taking selfies lately, a lot of selfies. Yes, and I also noticed when the Princess of Wales was in Reading in the Ukrainian community centre, she was also taking selfies. So is this a new thing coming out? Is this I now so. with King Charles's reign? He's like, actually, let's let loose with a bit of connection with the people, you know? Well, I hope so, because my where I live has been awarded city status. So if any wars come in, <laughs> selfie to me right, right in the front being like, uh, can I take a selfie? <laughs> <laughs> come on come on wheels <laughs> i know the problem is um way back when there was a documentary where the princess royal was kind of laughing at william and harry for shaking people's hands she's like oh they're making a rod for their own backs because once you shake one person's hand you've got to shake them all and it's yeah. the same with selfies isn't it because once you take one selfie you've got to take all the selfies everyone wants a slice of the pie <laughs> It's enough to go round, right? (laughs) (laughs) And also, Shell, before we move on to the Royal News, I just want to briefly mention Mike Tyndall. Royal community, he is still in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Still in the Australian Outback, still in the jungle. And I was watching it last night and a question was asked about the royal family. Oh, I haven't heard all this. Tell me everything. So basically... One of the questions was to win treats for the camp. They had to do a trial. And the question was, what event had the biggest audience? Was it the women's European football tournament final, the men's European football final, or the Queen's funeral? So they all went, oh, it's got to be the Queen's funeral, right? And it wasn't. 
It was the women's football final. You kidding? Are you joking? In England, yeah. More wow. people watch the football than watch the Queen's funeral. Oh, that saddens me. I know. And then they were talking just generally, and I can't remember how the topic of conversation came up, but Jill Scott, who um, was the captain of the women's football team, she said to Mike, oh, Charles, like, is, this, is he in his 70s now? And Mike was just like, hmm. And then she said, what, does that mean William will be next? Mm, yeah and <laughs> he doesn't really he didn't really answer yeah and then, she, and then she said I hope William's watching I'm a celebrity <laughs> because he's mates on and boy George from Culture Club went well he won't be watching because he mate his mate Mike's on he'd be watching because I'm on it <laughs> <laughs> go boy George he did actually get voted out last night though didn't he, he? did yeah so he's being very tight-lipped. I think, you know, we were a bit worried that he was going to, you know, spill the beans on the royals. But I think yeah, but he did, knows. Didn't you hear him say that what, he was dancing at a party and he flashed oh, Princess God. Anne his boxer shorts? Oh, that was so hilarious when he was telling the story. He was saying it was his 30th birthday and he was, sorry to use this term, but if you know, you know, he slut-dropped in the front of Princess <laughs> Anne. <laughs> oh, and when he came up he had split his trousers and his and his boxers said something like oh, what did it say something like nibble my nuts and she saw it and she said no thank you <laughs> typical Anne typical Anne I love it so Absolutely funny so it. funny that's been the like the most they've spoken about the royal family during yeah. this whole thing right yeah like nothing other than that has been mentioned but I've seen on Twitter he is being tipped as one of the favourites isn't he he really is. Yeah, he just kind of like gets on with it. The other day they did have letters from home and Zara had written him a letter. But even at the end, it didn't say love Zara and the kids. It just said love Z-T. Like it, it spelled out all their initials. Yeah. But he's being tight-lipped and I give him credit for it. And we'll let you know, Royal Community, because as we know, not all of you get to see I'm a celebrity get me out of here. So we'll let you know how far he gets in the competition. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the Royal News for this week. So it's finally happened, Shell. We've actually had a state visit. Yeah, honestly, I've been kind of holding my breath to see how different it was going to be from the Queen's to now the King's because he he is basically hosting it on behalf of the nation, isn't he? Yeah, his first one as monarch. And I, I think actually it went really well. I was proud of him. I was really proud. Well done. Well, well done, done, Charlie King boy. Charles. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So the president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, was greeted by William and Catherine at the Corinthian Hotel. Now, Shell, there was major excitement because we had the Princess of Wales was wearing the Prince of Wales brooch for the very first time. Well, let's put it this way, because they've had so much backlash last week. I think they kind of had to just stick something on Catherine. <laughs> anything Welsh. Yeah, anything Welsh, just stick it on. I'm surprised she hasn't like walked around the street eating a leek. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. like, d- daffodils in her hair or something. <laughs> exactly. They had to do something, didn't they? <laughs> now, if you want to see a close-up of the Prince of Wales brooch, I've actually popped it on a highlight. It's called State Visit over on our Instagram. So check that out if you want to look back because I've put that in there just for reference. And it's an absolutely stunning piece. It's beautiful. It really is. When we first saw the pictures, I thought, wow. And then someone commented saying the look was very reminiscent of Jackie Kennedy with their pillbox hat. And I was like, actually, yeah, I see it now that you mention it. But I absolutely loved this colour. It's not one that we normally see on Catherine. I think she really pulled it off. I think she looked 
brilliant. So after an official photograph was taken, they were driven in the state cars to Horse Guards Parade, where they were met by the King and the Queen Consort for a welcome ceremony. And whilst this was taking place, two separate gun salutes were held at the Tower of London and the other one at Green Park. Yeah, and Ray, should you see the uh, Charles and, and the President? They inspected the guards. Yeah. And then once this was finished, they got in the carriages, very royal indeed. Yeah. And they moseyed on down to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> when they arrived at Buckingham Palace in the afternoon, the President viewed a special display of items relating to South Africa, which included a map of the route of the royal train taken in 1947, which included King George VI, Queen Elizabeth and Princesses Elizabeth and Margaret. Yeah, and I just love the fact that they do this on state visits. They bring out a lot of the items and actually there was an exhibition of all of the gifts that have been given from other countries to the Queen. Well, actually, any of the royal family when they're on royal tours. So I love the fact that they created like this mini exhibition I guess yeah and so the one thing I love the most and I, honestly I I laughed out loud when I, I wonder if this. it's gonna be the same thing that I'm thinking of I wonder they had a picture of Prince Charles with Nelson Mandela and the Spice yes. Girls <laughs> I, was say that. I was literally just about to say it I thought this is absolutely hilarious out of all these beautiful items there was just like this picture <laughs> <laughs> and it's so synonymous with like 20th century culture. <laughs> I just loved it. Shell, can we take a moment to discuss the brilliant social media team, the videos that were shown over on the Royal Family's Instagram? We've been asking for something like this for years, haven't we, Rach? We've been looking and waiting. There's so much content that can be given. And especially because the household works so hard to put a state visit together. And it was wonderful. They were showing the bouquets of flowers, the table settings being put into place. I, uh, even the horses. Even the horses. I yeah. Was like, yes, the royal beings. Yeah. We need more of this. And I'm so happy that the royal family social is going in this direction. And maybe this is to do with Charles's reign as monarch, that he wants the public to be part of it a bit yeah. more. That's exactly what I thought, Shell. It made me feel like I was involved. Yeah. Because normally with state visits, we don't really see any information. We know obviously that there's a dinner that's held, but we don't get to see inside of the rooms that they're in. And so this was absolutely brilliant because we're getting to see firsthand what the president of South Africa was experiencing. Yeah. And also as well, it makes you proud that this is what is being given to another country when they come and it's so hospitable. There was a little bit of backlash when I saw some of the comments saying, you know, we're in a cost of living crisis. How dare you have these extravagant gifts? And I think, but all this stuff is already in the Royal Collection. They haven't paid anything extra for these things to happen. And also how bad would it be if they didn't do that for South Africa, but they did that for other countries? Of yeah, course well, they've got exactly. to bring their best stuff out. And I was really proud I thought they did an excellent job I think it looked immaculate and I just love the fact that we got to see the menu I mean I yeah. couldn't eat any of it myself it was all animal products no. but I mean <laughs> it was amazing so the menu was written in French and this is very traditional this goes back hundreds and hundreds of years to the way that the court used to provide diplomats from other countries mm. it was always written in French and that's just a custom that they've always kept yeah so the menu consisted of locally produced produce which included grilled brill with wild mushrooms and truffles with sorrel sauce. Now, I'm sorry, what is that in English? <laughs> it sounds to me like it's fish with mushroom <laughs> and some kind of creamy sauce. 
Yeah. I think. Royal community, if I'm wrong, let us know. This next one, I, I again, I wouldn't have, but we'll roll with it. A ballotine of Windsor pheasant filled with artichokes, quince compote and porch sauce. What's quince? <laughs> what is quince? I mean, I feel like I need to Google it right yeah, now. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> Carry on, Rachel. I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Then they had a selection of assorted carrots kale with roasted butternut squash and braised fondant potatoes and then to finish off they had a iced vanilla parfait with caramelized apples now oh. i'd go for the dessert i would have the dessert but see i think the dessert was the most boring part of it give me a chocolate yeah, pudding what's going on with you shell they had pheasant they had all that richness they needed something boring to finish yeah, on the middle true. so a quince is bright golden yellow palm fruit which is similar in appearance to a pear so there we go. Oh. It is hard, tart, and astringent. I don't even know what astringent means, but thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go with it. I mean, I'm sure it all tasted delicious. And did you see, you've got to head on over to the Royal Socials for this, because it's just amazing, all the reels they've put up. But a lady was doing a sugar flower, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. amazing. It was like arts, wasn't it? It was. So much love and attention goes into this. And also, Rach, they had a photographer inside taking pictures. We heard the whole of Charles's speech, which was incredible. These are the things we want. These are the things as royalists, as, as fans, we want to be connected to that. And also it shows people, what do the royals do? This is what they do, and they do it remarkably well. Yeah, so, Royal Community, we waited with bated breath. <laughs> we waited and we waited. There was polls going up left, right and centre. <laughs> What's Catherine going to wear? What tiara is she going to wear? Here, there, everywhere. Yeah, and honestly, there were Royal Community. We are not saying that in jest. There was. Yeah. So, I was like, she's just going to go for her trusted lovers, not, isn't she? Of course. And then we get the first pictures start rolling in, and what does she go with? The lover's not. The lover's not. <laughs> the first picture I saw of Catherine was just the headshot and I actually rolled my eyes like, oh, yeah. could she not put something different on? And then I saw the full ensemble and I was like, she could not put anything other than that lover's not. Yeah, and then she knocks it out of the park. <laughs> Catherine was wearing the lover's not tiara, Diana's South Sea Pearl earrings, which are absolutely done in i love mm -hmm. these earrings the bentley and skinner brooch which debuted the other week at the cenotaph for remembrance sunday the cost fourteen thousand pounds royal community the absolutely gorgeous jenny packham dress which was custom for Catherine because if you've seen a picture royal community the dress actually has a cutout the original oh, really? design oh, yeah interesting. but Catherine's didn't it was covered you can't have a cutout if you're royal you just can't no, you can't she was wearing a four pearl strand bracelet, which belonged to Queen Elizabeth, the Royal Family Order and the Royal Victorian Order. What did you think in total then of Catherine's look? I loved it. People were saying she should have gone for a different colour, but I just think with her skin tone and her dark hair, the white really set it off. And especially because she had the dark blue sash as well. I think sometimes if you'd have a colour, you wouldn't be able to pick up the little details. Those jewels that she was wearing, I mean, you know, Royal Community, I love pearls. Pearls and diamonds, can't get enough of them. Absolutely can't get enough of them. So even though I was a bit like, oh, she's gone for the lover's knot, I was still happy to see it. 
you know Catherine she just never really looks bad no matter what she wears and I'm just happy that even though we'd had an old tiara that we've seen her in before we had a new outfit I was hoping for a new tiara but when I saw the whole thing I realized why she went for the lovers knot and actually that dress in itself is just absolutely outstanding and then when you add the tiara it just takes on a whole new level she looked very angelic there was an elegance it was so regal when you think of state visits you think of her majesty in that white outfit with the sash with all the jewels and I think it was a nice homage and it was very fitting we will go on to Camilla in a second it was very fitting that Camilla didn't choose white at that point but Catherine did and that's not because she wants to take the place of her majesty but I think we when we think of state visits we think of the senior royals in white outfits I loved it I thought she looked absolutely spectacular there's very few people that can actually pull that dress off and you know me I love a cape I love a cape dress it's probably one of my favorite things And we've got the gold dress as my number one. We've got the wedding dress as number two for me. We've got, I would say this is joint. No, it's probably third. It's going to be third in my favorite all-time outfits from Catherine because fourth would be the pink Jenny Packham. Let's put it this way. Everything in my top four, three of them are Jenny Packham. So that tells you absolutely stunning. And I think for me, Catherine is the storybook princess. If you picked up the word princess, you put Catherine next to that yeah. word yeah. she just embodies that whole look you just look at her and you think wow she's a princess and I always think back to Royal Ascot when her and William arrived in that carriage and the presenter who was on ITV said she is elegance personified and whenever I see Catherine I just think that and this outfit for me it was a it was the chef's kiss it wasn't a gold dress moment don't get me wrong nothing's ever going to beat our reaction to that show is it because mm. <laughs> like, the gold dress moment was just it was amazing but I still did have a oh my goodness she looks spectacular this is absolutely the best thing I've seen in a state visit Mm. capacity for Catherine she really brought it out and I think the one thing I will say about this and I know I'm going a little bit ahead because we haven't talked about the other people yet but Her Majesty would be so proud of them all she would be so proud of everything that they achieved last night can we move on we don't give her enough props for her fashion choices But the Queen Consort, Camilla, wow. Wow. She looked incredible. That tiara, the Belgian sapphire tiara, absolutely stunning. And she was wearing with it the George VI sapphire necklace and earrings set. I don't know if you remember Royal Community. Her Majesty has worn that on an official photograph. And it's actually on the cover of a book. The book is called Majesty. We'll pop it in the show notes, the link to the book. It's actually on my Black Friday wish list, FYI. I absolutely love that picture of Her Majesty. Can I do a little side note? Because Rachel always, always mentions Angela Kelly's The Other Side of the Coin book. I grabbed the audiobook and is actually narrating this audiobook. It's amazing. Royal community, anyone who loves the royal family needs to read this book. And you've you've mentioned this so many times on the podcast. And I yeah. I saw it and I was like, okay, Rach, I'll take your, your recommendation. And I just lapped it up. I just, I've got two hours left to listen to it. I've been really, really enjoying it. So this was the first time that we saw Camilla wearing her Order of the Garter as well, which was pretty yeah. special. 
Yeah, because she got that this June. I just think she looks spectacular. I'm glad that she went with the blue. I understand why she went with the blue because the tiara, the jewels that she was wearing, it was so lovely to see her with something other than what was familiar to us. Because like Catherine with The Lover's Knot, I thought she's going to go for the Grievel or she's going to go for the Deli Derbar tiara. Mm. And then when we saw that tiara, I was like, yes, a pop of colour. That's what we needed. That's what I wanted. I wanted something a bit different. And I'm so glad that she bought that. I'm just going to say this, and this is just my own personal opinion. From seeing Camilla in the day and in the evening, I actually thought that she looked very nervous. And I think this is one of those moments where she was stepping into that queen consort supporting role for the king. And there were moments of nerves for her, but she pulled it off so well. She did an amazing job. We also can't forget Shell Sophie. I thought she looked amazing. Sophie amazing. looked incredible. She was wearing the aquamarine necklace tiara and the Queen's sunray fringe necklace and earrings from the Queen's diamond chandelier drop demi parure. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Sophie, she looked great. And what annoys me a bit, you know, I I get that Catherine sells the papers, right? That's the money shot. The money shot is Catherine. We've woken up today. She's obviously on all the front pages, as she should be. She looks spectacular. But what I am a bit disappointed in is we had Sophie there. We even had the Duchess of Gloucester and we didn't really get a very good photo of the tiara that she mm. was wearing because that's an amazing piece of jewellery. Yeah. Do you know what tiara that was, Rach? Yeah, she was wearing Princess Marie Louise's Indian tiara and it's literally pearls, diamonds and sapphires. And that's what I'm really disappointed in because that's an incredible piece of jewellery. She's not a well-known royal. Like If you ask Joe Bloggs on the street who the Duchess of Gloucester is, you put a photo of her, nine people out of ten would not have a clue who she was. Yeah. That was actually my favourite tiara out of all the looks. I've never seen it before and I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I want to do an honourable mention for Prince Edward. I thought he looked very dashing. Oh. I know, we've never really mentioned Edward, but I think Edward and Sophie yesterday really shone. They really uh, were sparkling and I loved that. And you actually put a lovely picture up of William with his uh, lovely blue eyes. And do you know what's funny, Shell, is that that picture of William has got nearly as many likes as Catherine. We always think of us as royal fans and particularly us as royal jewellery fans. We want to see the pieces jewellery because we don't really get those big moments like we do with the European royals. And William, he's very popular here in the UK and around the world. And we need to take the focus off of the ladies and let the men have a bit. But obviously... We had tiaras, so that wasn't going to happen last time. (laughs) Can we talk about the King's speech? Yeah, let's do it. Um, He welcomed the South African president in different African languages. This was absolutely incredible. And the president was very shocked, wasn't he? It was lovely. Every time he was saying welcome in a different language, he was looking because Catherine was sitting next to him. And he was like holding up his hands like, Another one, yeah. another one, another one. I know, it was amazing. Was like, yes, Charles, you can yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean by how hospitable he was. And we know with these speeches, they are a way of bringing together the two nations. So that must be such a wonderful thing to be in a different country, but hearing dialects and languages that are spoken in your country in a way of reverence and respect. I just, it was just wonderful. And like I say, the reaction of the president. It was amazing. Yeah, And in his speech, the king made reference to Queen Elizabeth's 21st birthday speech, dedicating her life to service. And that was recorded in South Africa. 
Mm, it was. And he also made a connection to the late Queen and Nelson Mandela's relationship and how that strengthened over the years as well. It had everything. Yeah, because they was on first, apparently on first name basis. I love it. Wasn't they? Yeah. Can you imagine Nelson Mandela calling the Queen Elizabeth? Like, I've never heard anyone call the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Like, apart from on the crown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pitch perfect his speech it was really well delivered and also when you have a big event like that which i'm sure there's there's microphones in different places he spoke very slowly i actually had to double check my youtube to see whether i had it on half speed i'm like um. <laughs> and then i realized it's a big place is his voice may potentially echo and speaking slowly and surely was the best thing to do it didn't even look nervous and i think that's why i kind of picked up on camilla a little bit because there was a few things that she was like oh should i stand up here should i not should i clap yeah. should i not it's a learning curve but they all did a tremendous job yeah so today is the second day of the state visit and we had edward accompanying the president to kew gardens where he was showing some of the south african plants that are grown at kew including the national flower the king Pratia. i had to google this flower because i never knew what it looked like but it looks a little bit like a sunflower doesn't it but not the coloring of the sunflower yeah the color is kind of like a um it's got specks of yellow and it's kind of like a pinky red isn't it pinky red petals on the outsides where it'd be yellow on the sunflower and then in the center where it'd be black on the sunflower it's like a lime greeny yellow with like white so yeah i mean q's got so many beautiful places hasn't it i've never been to q i definitely want to go next year oh and there's also q palace isn't there Q Palace, yeah. We need to go to Q Palace, Rach. We need to stick it on the list. Royal community, you know this list is growing. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing. Uh, so, okay, your final thoughts about the state visit. I think it was brilliant. It went off without a hitch. Finally got our tiara moments, which I think we've all been waiting for, all of us royal fans. We all wanted to see some beautiful jewellery and we finally got that. We saw some beautiful gowns and um, the first state visit for Charles as king. And I, I think it went really well. Like you said, like I loved his speech. I thought it was really um, compassionate. The way he brought South Africa in, tied it with the Commonwealth, but also paying tribute to his late mother as well. I'm excited to see when the next next state visit would be and you know we've heard rumors for a couple of months now that the king would be going to australia because at mm. first we heard they would be william and Catherine going but now we've heard it's actually like no i'm the king i should be the one that goes yeah so who knows we'll obviously get some concrete confirmation next year regarding visits but now we're on the other side of covid as such we'll hopefully see more of these visits in the future yeah and talking about covid it was interesting when william and Catherine met the president of the Corinthian because Catherine actually mentioned this was the first time in four years that they've had a state visit. And it's just like, whoa, four years, that is a long time. Mm, so it yeah. was a big deal, not just because it was the first for Charles, but it was a big, massive gap since they've had one of these. Yeah. Um, I love the state carriage procession down the mall. It reminds me back to Troop in the Colour when I saw it. And what's interesting about that show is that one of the dignitaries that was with the president actually was heard saying nobody does pomp and pageantry like the british yay! <laughs> like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what though the carriages they don't have have some suspension did you see them bouncing when they got yeah. in it i was like whoa I, it doesn't look safe but then it's obviously it is and did you see that when they got out they put a little like rail so that they could hold on to it without get get help getting yes. down ah and that's another thing i noticed the step had 
Charles Insignia on it and all the others hadn't changed yet so it still had Queen Elizabeth oh I didn't notice yeah. that it was a little step that was like um, it, it must be the first step was a bit too high so they put a smaller step down and it had Charles's Insignia and I was like oh that's the first time I've seen it yeah. obviously other than on like a stamp or something you know so yeah I'm not kidding I'm going to be so excited when I see a post box with Charles's <laughs> Insignia on it I'm like yay and a lot of people were saying hopefully by the next state visit there'll be we've obviously got the Victorian order we've got the Queen's order yeah and we may get in time Charles's order the King's order all in good time is what I say um going back to what you said about Australia it makes sense then that Charles's councillors of state act is sorted before these international tours happen it makes sense that he would go and see the other parts of the the realms it does make sense for that to happen royal community what did you think about everything we discussed did you like what catherine was wearing were you expecting a different tiara what do you think about the duchess of gloucester do you think she was wearing the best tiara like me (laughs) let us know over on instagram keep it up with the windsor's pods also head on over to youtube keep it up with the windsor's pod we've got lots more royal content for you over there don't forget you can email us at keepingupthewindsorspod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support Michelle and I, you can by buying us a cup of coffee over on Kofi. Remember, if you want to cancel out that one out of five uh, <laughs> star rating, please feel free to rate our podcast over on Apple or Spotify. Add it to your playlist or favorite it, however you do it on your apps. It helps us to spread the word and to have more Royal Community listening and engaging in the Royal Conversations. That's it for this week. We will see you next week on Keeping Keeping Up up With The Windsors. Windsors.